Hey Rebel, welcome to Untoxify Your Relationship. Here we will talk about all things healthy and how to get that toxic mess out of you and your partnership. I'm your host, Melissa Webb, a practicing licensed mental health therapist with 10 years experience. I've been on a journey encouraging women to throw the middle finger up at society and to become a rebel, to go against the grain of who and what you are supposed to be and grow into what God has created you to be. And I do this by teaching them skills to cultivate stronger relationships through healthy theology and mental health practices. All right, let's go ahead and hop into it. Hey y'all, it's your girl. So this is episode one. So excited to talk about this topic of boundaries. And uh, today we're just going to scratch the surface. Like this is a small thing (laughs) that we're going to talk about when it comes to boundaries. So I'm going to stop talking about that and get right into it. A lot of times people think they're giving out healthy boundaries to other people in relationships and they're actually giving out walls. Um, So this has happened to me. Um, I had someone tell me that they are putting up a healthy boundary with me and they were actually not talking to me, being mean, um, raising their voice, doing some things that just was not healthy and, um, and that's and really did not help the relationship. Um, and I had to let them know like, Hey, you're not giving me a healthy boundary. This is a wall. Like you're literally pushing me away. We went back and forth about what a boundary is. And sometimes I don't understand why people, um, argue with me and I'm a therapist, (laughs) not saying that I'm superior or anything like that, but I know what I'm talking about sometimes. And that this is one time where, you know, I know what I'm talking about. But anyway, when we issue healthy boundaries, healthy boundaries are actually made to bring a relationship together. It's made to actually connect with the other person and to create a thriving, healthy environment. When we issue walls to people, so that is when we ghost, ignore people and just be really mean to people or sarcastic or manipulative or any of those things, we actually end up putting up a wall and we actually push people away and that and that actually destroys relationships and doesn't create a healthy environment. So this is what I see a lot of people doing when I do therapy with them. Sometimes my friends, sometimes family members, and I also see people on social media talking about boundaries and a boundary is not to talk to people. And I have to get up on their posts and get up in the comments and say like, hey, you know, this is actually a wall and not a healthy boundary. People don't like that, but you know, I don't like misinformation. And I definitely think that it's, it's helpful to inform people and not misinform people. And so today we are going to learn the difference when, well, we're going to learn the difference between a healthy boundary and a wall, because those are two different things. And sometimes I think people think they're the same and they're not. So go with me. If you remember Game of Thrones 
and King's Landing. It was a, the capital city of the Seven Kingdoms, and that's where the Lannisters was at, you know, the Iron Throne, the Red Keep, all the things. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but they had a wall around the city. Now, if you just like, I don't know nothing about Game of Thrones, Melissa, you're going to have to give me another reference. Okay, so for all my Christian folks, think of Jericho. <laughs> there was a really tall wall around Jericho. Um, as you know, um, Josh and the people of Israel, when they crossed the Jordan, they got to uh, Jericho, you know, they marched around the wall and the walls came tumbling down. Um, but before they got there, like, they, they say it was literally impossible to take Jericho without getting past these really tall walls. So in both cases, in, in King's Landing and with Jericho, the walls were surrounding the city and protecting the city. So we're going to talk about these walls and how, you know, they keep people in and they keep people out, okay? So in both cases, uh, when the children of Israel got to Jericho, you know, they closed the doors and they couldn't get in, hence why they walked around the walls. And the walls were to protect the city because the people of Jericho have heard about the God of the Israelites and they were afraid, right? So what they end up doing was closing off the city and closing, you know, closing the door to the wall. What's interesting is these walls are, you know, they made out of strong material. They're made out of stone in King's Landing and in Jericho, right? They're made out of stone and they're really tall. Um, I believe I could be butchering this. Don't come for me, Bible scholars. Um, I think the wall in Jericho was like 90 feet tall. And I have no idea how tall the wall was at King's Landing. I'm assuming that it was tall as well, about 90 feet. And they're all made of stone. So they're made of a material that cannot be broken. Cannot be broken. It's hard to get through. It's hard to climb. It's hard, hard to scale. And the purpose is to protect what's inside, right? So that way, if something was to go down, let's say it's a war happening or something, they can close these doors and they can keep the people inside safe and no one from the outside can get in. So that's a wall. Okay. So now let's go to a fence. A boundary is a type of fence. That's how I tell people to think about boundaries. It's a fence. And a fence is something that borders your property. Let's say like a backyard fence. It's something that borders the property and it lets people know like, hey, this is my property and this is where I'm safe on the inside. Now we know there are all types of fences, right? There's a chain link fence, wooden fence. You can use a hedge, bushes or whatever to um, mark off your property. But the whole point of it is, is the fence is made out of material that is flimsy, quote unquote, compared to a wall that's made out of stone and bricks or whatever, right? So if a good wind comes through, so I live in Missouri, good old St. Louis, and in the spring when we get those storms and we have tornado-like conditions, um, branches can break and break a fence. I've seen it. I've seen it on my own fence. I've seen it on my parents' fence. I've seen it before where a branch come down and it breaks, right? So if that was a wall, highly doubt a wall would be messed up by a tree branch, but definitely a fence can be messed up by a tree branch. The material's different. Um, the difference between a fence and a wall, like you can climb a fence. Like if it's a chain link fence, I can climb up that mug real quick and get across it. It's made to keep things out. 
However, we know animals can still get in your yard. Um, as a matter of fact, I remember last summer I had a dog <laughs> actually got through my fence because it was a hole and that was scary because it was a really big dog. And also it's neighborhood cats. Y'all like, where does she live? I live in St. Louis City, South Side to be exact. But they're neighborhood cats and they get in my yard all the time, even though it's a fence surrounding my backyard. And so it's made to keep things out, but actually you can still kind of get in. So the main difference between a wall and a fence Yes, they're there to protect. Yes, they're there to keep things out. But the main difference is the accessibility. Like I said, if something's going down and you're in a protected city in a wall, then yes, it's made to keep people out. And it's really hard to get in because of the, the high wall. And you know, you got snipers on the roof, AKA the arrow folks, the archers, that's what they're called. <laughs> You got the arches on the roof and if something goes down, they ready to put an arrow through you. I don't have that on my fence. I may have a camera, that might be it, but I don't have archers or snipers on, on the fences like, hey, come through if you want to. So it's the accessibility that makes it hard. So when people put up walls, you're literally isolating yourself from the people on the outside. When you have a fence, it's not the same. Yes, you can you can keep people out, but it's just not the same. My mother, she has a wooden fence, probably about seven, eight feet tall. And the door on the wooden fence usually gets stuck like when it rains. And so it's really hard to open that door. So people have come to my mom's house and had to like bang on the fence and like, and yell like, hey, let me in, let me in. I can't get in the doors locked. And so we would have to come outside and open the door. That's accessible, right? If you're knocking on a, a wall that's made of stone, you no one's going to hear that. I can hear knocking on the fence and go outside and open the door. So it's all about accessibility. So when you're putting up healthy boundaries, it's so much better to issue a, a fence. That way, you know, that person has the opportunity to come in and out of your life. When you issue a wall, it's really hard for that person to come in and out of your life. Because to be honest, if it's a wall and someone was knocking and you couldn't hear, what people usually do with their knocking, they can't get in they leave. When you issue these walls, there's no like you're isolating yourself, you're hurting the relationship, you're creating space in the relationship. And it's really hard to get that back if you have a wall up with someone. Okay, so now that we know the difference between a wall and a boundary, now you're probably like, well, how do I know if I'm setting walls or boundaries? Well, <laughs> glad you asked because I got the answer for you. It really depends on our communication style and the language that we're using, okay? So when people usually put up walls, they're either passive, passive aggressive, or aggressive. When people are issuing boundaries, they are usually assertive. Okay, so let me kind of break this down. So when it comes to walls, people are sometimes passive aggressive. And passive aggressiveness is really just indirect language. It's sarcasm, it's avoiding the conversation, and it's also trying to control others. That's where we get that manipulation, okay? So let's say um, you have a partner and your partner comes home and they want to talk about their day. Apparently they had a rough day, they want to talk to you about it. You have also had a rough day and you just right now don't have the emotional capacity to talk to them about their day. 
So let's say your partner comes home, like, hey, babe, you know, I really want to talk to you. Something that you might say if you're being passive aggressive would be, okay, well, sure. That's because your day is always more busier than mine. You always want to talk to me about your day. Or you walk away. Or you say something manipulative. So that is what that sarcasm and passive aggressive language can sound like. And that can push your partner away. It can cause an argument. It can cause a lot of different things. Aggressiveness is ignoring others' rights to get what you want. So it's hostile. It can be defensive. It can be a lot of different things. So same scenario, your partner comes home and they want to talk about their day and you don't have emotional capacity. Language can sound like, I've had it up to here with you and your job and I am tired of helping you with this. And you know, yelling, I'm not going to yell in the mic, and but I did shake a good fist when I said I've had it up to here, right? So that can sound very hostile. Again, this can cause a rift in the relationship. It can cause space. Again, it can cause an argument. It can cause a lot of different things. Passive communication is just ignoring your needs altogether and deferring to others. So same scenario. Um, your partner said they want to talk to you about your about their day. You can say, okay, whatever you want. You know, that's cool. I, that's Just go ahead and talk. And you're like, well, how is that? creating space well whenever you deny your own needs it can cause bitterness resentment right that your needs aren't being met and then you can go find those needs elsewhere whether it's in a person or uh, or something it can still cause space in a relationship because now you feel like you're not important my needs are never important i always have to attend to this person's needs okay so that's how walls can be built in those uh, communication styles now when we're talking about boundaries the communication style is assertiveness so that is honestly communicating your thoughts and feelings and needs and respecting your needs and respecting the other person's needs and you're always asserting your own needs when it comes to assertiveness same scenario let's say again your partner comes home and they want to talk about their day and you're just not the capacity Use I statements when it comes to assertiveness. This language can sound like, hey, babe, you know, I really want to hear what you have to say about your day. It's just right now, I just don't have the mental the mental and emotional capacity to hear you. I really want to relax and take some time to just chill because I had a rough day as well. I do want to hear what you have to say. So let's plan to talk about this tomorrow morning over coffee like we usually do right before our day starts. And then, you know, that your partner has a chance to, you know, say yes or no that works for them or whatever the case may be. The, the thing I want to point out is when you're using I statements and you say something like, hey, I just don't have the capacity, but I do want to hear you talk about this. This is bringing you two closer together. It's not saying like, oh, forget you. I don't care about your needs or nothing like that. It's like, no, I care about your needs and I care about my needs as well. And because I care about my needs, I want to take care of them and then take care of you because I know if I am not at my best, I can't help you anyway. The assertiveness versus the other three, it's a totally different conversation because you're acknowledging like, hey, I have needs, you have needs, we both have needs. How can we work together to get our needs met? 
um, instead of just ignoring your needs or being mean or sarcastic about the needs of someone else. If you know your communication style, then it'll be easier to figure out how to set healthier boundaries and not setting walls. Okay, so we talked about walls, we talked about boundaries, we talked about the difference, we talked about communication styles. Now it's time to become more self-aware. Um, and self-awareness is a huge thing that I teach people because once you know how things work with you, it'll be easier to move forward and make changes. First question you wanna ask yourself, you might wanna get a pen and paper and write this down. <laughs> so the first question you wanna ask yourself is, do I want more meaningful and healthier relationships? Uh, that's a question only you can answer uh, because if you do want them, let's move forward. If you don't, you can turn this, you can hit stop, turn this podcast off and go listen to somebody else or go listen to your trap music or whatever you want to do, right? But if you want more meaningful and helpful um, relationships, then let's keep going. So the first question you need to ask yourself is, well, I guess the second, because that was the first. What do I do when people cross the line with me? Or what do I do when people offend me? Because when we set boundaries or when we issue those walls, we're issuing it because you were offended and we have to adjust the relationship because some type of line was crossed. That's what people do. So it's like, oh, they offend me. Wall or boundary. What do you do when someone offends you? Do you get mad? Do you ghost people? Do you isolate yourself? Do you push them away? Do you try to repair and remend a relationship? What do you do when someone crosses the line or offends you? So that's that question. The next question is, what do I feel when someone crosses the line with me or when someone offends me? Feelings or a guide. They are not fat. What that means is feelings should guide you to what it is you like, what it is you don't like, um, situations that you find favorable, situations that you don't find favorable, things like that. Feelings are not positive or negative. Feeling happy is not a good feeling. Feeling mad is not a bad feeling. When you start labeling feelings, you can start implementing uh, like shame and guilt and all of that. So for example, if you're mad, he's like, oh my God, I have a bad feeling. I'm thinking about a bad feeling. I shouldn't be feeling this way. I'm a bad person for feeling bad. That that just kind of took a whole rabbit hole to shame. Shame is attaching yourself to a behavior. So I'm a bad person for feeling sad. And we just don't want to do that. Um, so that's why um, in uh, the therapy world, uh, sci uh, psychology world, we say feelings are pleasant and unpleasant, right? You can have an unpleasant feeling. You can just sit in the unpleasant feeling. You can sit in the pleasant feeling. Either way, we're not labeling them as good or bad. The best thing to do is not to react to feelings, but to reflect on them. Reflecting can look like um, talking to a safe person, that can look like talking to a therapist or your therapist. Um, and that can just look like, you know, journaling or just sitting in it. When you think about when someone offends you or cross you, think about the feelings that come up. And lastly, after you done reflected and journaled and all of that, I now want you to think about how do you want to move forward? What do you want to change about yourself? Who do you want to become? 
changing is a journey um, and during the process it can get really hard because at some point you're going to be like I just want to go back to just cutting people off and putting them in my, in my box that you know I don't even want to talk to them anymore you can do that but then we also know what that creates that creates isolation that creates a lack of relationships and all of that do you want to become this person who's able to forgive people for offenses and issue healthy boundaries or do you want to become the old cat lady <laughs> that has no friends and all your friends are your million and one cats you decide who you want to become anybody can change but they have to want to change so if you want to change you don't want to become this better person you got to put in the work and be patient during the process because this is not a instant overnight success this is a process of you know whether you pray whether you're going to therapy and whether you pray and then go to therapy uh, is this a process and you just have to give yourself grace during that time period okay like i said we only scratching the surface when it comes to boundaries i hope this was helpful i hope you come back because next week we're going to talk about something else <laughs> So tune in. Thank you for coming and I hope you have a good day. Thank you for listening. Go ahead and share this episode with your family and friends. Don't forget to take the quiz on my website to figure out which Beyonce song matches your toxic trait. Go ahead and check it out at the-revolution.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-B-E-L-U-T-I-O-N.com. Thanks and see you next time.